day two of Road Trip 2021, and check this out back in LaSalle, Colorado, and this is our sixth stop. I can tell you right now, I am terribly excited to learn about this operation. It's called Palo Verde, and in LaSalle, Colorado, we've met some new friends here. It's good to see you. Introduce yourself, if you would. Uh, I'm Wyvern Van Introducing. Uh, yeah. We work together on the dairy, Benjamin DeYoung, so. And Amber Strohauer as well. We'll first yes. start from the beginning. Eight years in this operation on this property. Amber, you know this property pretty well. Your grandfather's still on it, isn't he? He is. I mean, I spent like almost every day of my childhood here um, because my parents worked full time. So we always came out to the feedlot here. So it's really cool to kind of be back and get to be in this environment. But Wybrand and his brothers are like grandchildren to my grandpa. They're That's so awesome. great to him and he lives so just right there. So in 2003, things changed a lot around here. 2013. 2013. I yep. gave you yep. 10 more years. <laughs> Talk about building this. I understand that you got some lineage from California and you kind of brought this operation here. Yeah, yeah. We had a dairy in uh, two dairies in California and then um, we decided it was time for a change uh, and moved out here Yeah, in 2012 and took uh, nine or 10 months to build this place. And we, we had a little house in Greeley that we rented. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, it took nine, ten months, and we were milking in uh, March of 2013. Benjamin, talk about where we are at right now. So from 2013 to 2021, uh, they started with a few hundred cows and have moved up to uh, over uh, 2,000 milking cows now. So it's a 24-7 operation. There's a crew of guys in here daily taking care of the cows, you know, cow health, herd health, and uh, making sure the job gets done, producing milk for the world, so. Well, and a big yeah. deal is you guys, we were talking a little bit last night, you guys are, are tried and true Holstein guys. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about that. And tell people, because I know a little bit about it, enough to be dangerous, you know a lot. <laughs> tell us, why do you like the Holstein? Uh, yeah, so Holstein is, uh, it's the most popular dairy breed. Uh, and uh, they're that way just because they produce the, mo the most milk and they're generally uh, a pretty healthy cow. Um, but there's other breeds like a Jersey and uh, there's lots of dairies in the Midwest that are Jersey. And they're, uh, they're known for their high butter fat and high protein. But uh, I like Holstein. But, and big difference in yields too is, is what right. a lot of people, right. sure. I mean yeah. a Jersey, a Jersey cow is like half the production almost. A good right? Jersey will, will do like 60 pounds and a good Holstein's like 80. This 80 cow did I kick that off of them. Is that, is that normal? Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. out of milk, so uh, there's a sensor in there that uh, you Let's know, it go? Right, right. Let's it release. Let's talk about this, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, starts from the beginning, cow walks on. Uh, there's a spray that's sprayed on there. Kills all the bacteria in case there's any on there from the manure, because cows, they're laying in the dirt and the sand. Then there's a guy right behind that, wiping the cow, getting everything cleaned off of there, sand, dirt, anything that might be there, uh, and also stimulating the cow. Uh, so that way when the machine is attached, about a minute later, all that milk is let down. The whole process is about eight minutes, uh, five minutes of milking, a minute and a half or so up on the other side, and then another, another couple for uh, putting the iodine on the exit. Pretty damn quick. Yep. yep. The name of the game is getting the most yield and the cleanliest environment. That was one of the things Correct. I noticed. First yeah. off the bat is, wow, what a clean facility you have here. Yeah, yeah. Again, I got all the guys helping out and pitching in, taking care of things, doing a good job. So you notice that there are pastures here. How does that work of getting back and forth? 
on the outside of the you got outside go ahead Barbara. yeah so uh in that barn over there that's where uh, she'll calve and have her calf and then we move her over here to this big bigger barn and that's where she's uh monitored every day checking checking her temperature and then her health because in the first five or or, or first week of her lactation is uh when she's most uh, susceptible to uh, metabolic disorders mm -hmm. so uh, and then and health issues so uh, then she goes there and after about 30 days uh, she'll get moved around to the pen uh, further that way still in that barn and then once she's pregnant she'll uh, move outside so here's a question are you guys going from cow to the carton or do you you milk them you sell it to someone and then they pasteurize it and, right. and package yeah so all we do here is we uh we cool it and then filter it and then we have two uh huge tanks outside and then uh three to four trucks come every day and and, and take it nice now you said something last night and i wanted to sort of dig in on this guys you said i would never touch raw milk in a million years <laughs> right is that what you guys told me or did i have too much well uh, What's going on here? <laughs> that was my buddy but uh we were we were growing up on it so uh we're used to it but uh to just a normal guy, raw milk can uh, really screw you up. Can it? Yeah. Set yeah. stuff loose inside of you. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> hey, yeah. Notice the climate in here. There's a lot of mist, humidity. Where's that coming from? Is there a method to the climate inside of here? All of our incoming water, uh, we've got a little pump that runs by these fans. Um, so it's blowing the water out. It's more to keep the air cool than anything else. We don't want to get the cows super wet. Uh, anything like that. It's to keep the air flow around them cool and to keep the cow comfortable. Yeah. Because when she so gets, yeah, go ahead. A cow's thermal neutral zone, it's like uh, 72. So anything above 72, she'll, uh, you know, become stressed and stuff. So that's why we have all these fans. We want to make it as nice as possible and, and as cool as possible. So comfort for the, I mean, this is like spa day. That's the way right, you want right. it, right? And we talk about when we're harvesting livestock that you want a low stress meat as, as possible yep. that you can yep. get. Same thing goes here as well as right. far as the yep, yep. milk. So once you've collected it, where does it go? We'll go to the middle later, um, but there's just a, uh, a stainless steel pipe in the middle there and it drains there and then up and that way into the milk house. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me like the Tilt-A-World at Elitch's. <laughs> How many cows will fit on this? Yeah, this is- 72? Uh, yep. 72? Yep. And you keep 72 full all the time? Try to. Yeah. yeah. We can go. Uh, let's, let's check let's, it out. Yeah. Well, because like you said, twice a day, every, every one of these is every one of these is going to get milk twice a day. Two and a half. Some do three times and some do two. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So these guys that are working, what are they looking for when they're going around inspecting? Uh, this guy's just uh, putting on any machines that fell off by accident. So sometimes a cow won't let down her milk. The machine has that sensor, so we also don't want to over-milk them when there's nothing coming out, because that's a good way for hurting the teats. Gotcha. So they're walking around. We have a guy in the middle. He's making sure milk temperature's okay, monitoring everything, and they'll, they'll rotate every hour or so. One guy from one position to the next. Gotcha. So. So first we have this little robotic arm here that sprays a uh, solution. And this guy, you see, he's wiping, and, and those uh, that udder's about as clean as it gets, right? So we're trying, you know, no, no manure, no dirt, no sand, nothing on that on the teeth. So clean rag each time. Right. Every right. cow gets a new rag. Boy, just, I mean, health safety standards. I mean, that's your number one concern every day, yeah. all day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
fantastic. Milk, milk is never touched by human hands. Straight yeah. from cow into the milk line to the tank and then uh -huh. to the milk truck from there. You so you mentioned that you just graduated from school. What'd you go to school for? Uh, animal science with the uh, business. Might come in handy emphasis. here. Yeah. And maybe. you're passing the baton along. Yes, yeah. So yeah. you're going from what's your job here? Uh, help out with any area that's needed, kind of management. So organizing the guys. The do yep. all guy. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be. And what are you going to? Is that? What uh, back doing? home to our family dairy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So similar, but jumping into the job then, huh? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Where do you want to go from here? This way. This is Troy Guard from Tag Restaurant Group. You saw me playing a little air guitar. So good. And when I'm not rocking, I'm watching The Modern Eater, like you should be too. Hey, you guys. Jay here with The Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater and uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators. You know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you can actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here in our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to the Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us.
Well, well, well. Look right. at this, Greg. Okay, now um, here we go. Seconds. This, the seconds as our oh, tornado that's shelter. Really cool. <laughs> like yeah. beyond the Thunderdome or something. I feel like we're about to fight or something. No, no. This isn't a boxing ring. No. All right, so here we are. I mean, truly, this is the epicenter. This is Correct. right in the middle, right? Yeah. Okay. The yeah. Describe where we're at right now, if you would, Ben. So from here, we saw the machines getting hooked onto the cows. Yep. Down here, you see, you got the tubes coming, milk coming down. Uh -huh. That's that little sensor that reads if there's enough milk, no milk, or when the cows are kind of towards the end. Uh, as she goes around, the milk I, is just getting I, flowed I, I, into that stainless steel pipe that Wyvern was talking about. Goes into that tank, and from there, is pumped up to the middle of the rotary. Wow. All, all combines, all goes together right there, and is heading out that uh, two-inch stainless steel pipe. So pure raw milk at that point. Correct. Yeah, it hasn't been cooled at this point at all. No, nope. it's just collecting it all in one area and then it's disseminating Correct. it to yep. where there will be another. Yep. Filter. It's so all, I don't know. It's all vacuumed up to this point, kind of like That's a vacuum in your house here. And then the pump, uh, pump on this side, pump on the other side, pumps it up top into our chilling system for the milk. Is this a standard system that? Most dairy farms use or yeah. kind of proprietary? Yeah, no, any rotor you come onto, you'll walk in the middle, you'll see the similar type uh, type deal. And uh, same for the barns that are parallels. The milk is all generated into the same place. Now, just one request though. Entertainment for the cows. Can we just sit down here and dance for them or something like that? I mean, you guys. Their entertainment right now, it's like a merry-go-round for them. Yes. When you see the cows like that, they're chewing their cud, that's that's when it's coming back from their four stomachs. Very healthy, that's a sign of a healthy cow and a happy cow. So they're, they're on here. Right there, oh not. yeah, they're, <laughs> they're eating, they're happy. Love that. So. so 0% affected by the milking process. It's not, there's nothing harmful that's no, happening. No. I mean, you just showed us right there, it looked mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah, the way we we learned growing up and the way that it is, is kind of like a massage for the cow on our teeth. They're full of milk. They're God designed them to produce milk. And uh, and so we we take the milk, harvest it, and uh, yeah, produce it for the world. So if the cow yeah. could talk, it'd say, thank you. I think yeah. so. I they, appreciate what, your time. They, uh, well, uh, hey, the one last, can I make one last note? What I think makes them so unique too, um, just talking about your next direction and why bring coming in, they work at all these other dairies and they bring that back home. Experience. So there's so much innovation here. And that like, knowledge. Yeah, yeah that Let's knowledge. Let's go off of that. What are some of the things that you've learned to bring back here? Is there anything that's on the top of your head? You better come through with something. Well, so from going to different dairies, you learn different procedures, the way cows like to enter onto the rotary, mm -hmm. uh, the different times for putting the machine on. You know, it used to be you cleaned her and put the machine on right away. Well, they found that you're over milking that cow with no milk coming down, so you're better to give them that time, let the stimulation happen. Uh, there's procedures for cows coming fresh, procedures for when they're gonna get dried off, different things like that. Um, different different ways to watch them when they're in the hospital pen, things like that. When, uh, that makes sense yeah. to me. I mean, it's like uh, resting in between making love. That's yeah. what you do. Take a little nap. Well, I have a question. Being like right by Laprino, is that helpful? Like, is this a good spot to be kind of in that regard or? Big time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, close by when there's storms, things like that. We're pretty close. Fortunately, that the milk trucks have an easier time getting here. 
Yeah. Um, and also for help on the dairy. They're, they can live right here in town. They're close by all the stores and everything, so. Yeah. Well, people might not know Amber. Laprino doesn't necessarily do milk. What they use the milk for Correct. is cheese. Yeah. yeah. World's yeah. largest mozzarella cheese factory. Right in Colorado. Right in a lot County. of people don't know that. I love that. Yep. yep, I love that. Yeah. Road trip 2021, there's still a little bit more to see, right? Correct. Yep. All right, right, we're going to break off and come right back. We've got to thank our great sponsors who have made this road trip happen for us. You can check out all the information for our trip, 1,600 miles around Colorado. That's right, just in Colorado. We're not going all the way to the East Coast. We're not going back and forth from the West Coast. We're right here in Colorado, and it's three weeks of the best programming that you will ever see. We're visiting farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries, restaurants. You stick around, and we are at Palo Verde in LaSalle, Colorado. Stick around. We'll be right back. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them. You're tasting them. You're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color, uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12 percent. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5 percent ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. the outtake version. What's up, Denver? I am Chef Natasha Hess, and this is Chef Carrie Baird, and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out, gingerpig.com. You can also see us on the moderneater.com. Thanks, everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. Okay, <laughs> back to Palo Verde, and this is a fantastic treat that you're seeing here today. I'm back with our new friends, and Whitebrand and Benji, man. This is so much fun, but we've seen it all get collected, and it's right here. Here's one cool thing about our road trip is Brian Freeman and myself and Jay Parker are heading around this great state. Guys like this who love to support local and community. Jeff Bruns is probably one of the most talent, talented guys that I have ever seen in the culinary scene, and it's important to come back and connect with these farms and ranches, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, as a chef, we always love to see where our food comes from, and uh, to be a small family farmer like you guys, been, the last couple days have been really awesome. Yeah, and what a treat. All right, I yeah. want you to jump in. Well, I'm going to make a white Russian here real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree uh, more. No, no, so how many gallons of milk do you guys produce in a day here? That's about uh, 35,000 gallons. 35,000 gallons a day. That is yeah, absolutely awesome. awesome. And how many head of cattle do you have? We're milking uh, right around 3,000. 3,000 yeah, a yeah. day. That's awesome. 
Yeah. That That's like awesome. a swimming pool every day, a Justin. A swimming pool every day. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Where well, does the no. milk go when it leaves here? So trucks come in, as Wyvern said earlier, three or four trucks a day. Yeah. They load, they're pre-cooled, they're insulated and everything also to protect the milk. And they head straight into town to the Loprino plant. Which is uh, so this all goes plant. to mozzarella cheese making? Then all, all the all, all your cat, all the dairy from here goes yeah. to the. I think they're the largest mozzarella cheese maker in the world. I'm pretty sure. They're pretty big. That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> That's great. My name's Alex Seidel from Fruition Mercantile Fruition Farms in Chook. If you like vegetables as much as I do, make sure you tune into the Modern Eater. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed. It's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. And you're watching the Modern Eater show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So we're just seeing the opening of this container right here, but this must be a massive container that's a holding tank. Yeah, yeah. If we go outside afterwards, there's a, it's a big tank, uh, and each one can hold about 20,000 gallons or so. Woo, so. boy! Does <laughs> anyone ever have to get in and clean them? All automatic. All automatic. All automatic. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. These same hoses and pipes you see here, there's its own program. They could, the the guys will connect the hoses with a kind of a mechanism like that, and it's got a system to rinse it, uh, wash it with soap and hot water, and it gets it clean, spotless, uh, so there's no bacteria. Wow. So every time milk is taken out, a tank is clean. So from milking to tank, how long does it stay in this facility? How quickly do you turn it around? Uh, I'd say at most four hours. Four hours? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, so does a big tanker come? Well, I mean, what's yeah. going down? Yeah, a milk truck will come in and uh, load up. He'll hook four the hose on up down. How many? I'm sorry, How four many? times a day. Yeah, four times yeah. A day. <laughs> Anything more we need to see with this? The only thing that happens through here, it comes in the tank, and that's right here is the process of cooling the milk from, uh, well, go ahead, Wyvern. Yeah, so this will cool it, and then this is just a giant filter right here. Nice. Yeah. And what? 
That's a giant filter. Oh, that's a giant filter. Yeah, so it'll just... What kind of debris will you get in the... Uh, some sand and uh, pieces of manure just and stuff. Just little sediment and right, residual right. stuff. Long yep, yep. Gotcha. And that just catches it all, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that an ammonia or a Freon? Both. Well, it's a... Uh, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a Freon system, yeah. Okay, Freon yeah, system. Mixed okay. with water. Because that's oh. quick. You're taking it down from what? Probably 80 degrees? 80 down to about 35. 35. Yeah. Wow. In a matter of... That's a pretty trick hammer right there. That's <laughs> custom, right? And whenever Very. you need to fix something in life, what do you do? You just... <laughs> right. Any problem you have, that's the problem and solver. Kicks back in. Anything. Employees, brothers, <laughs> sisters, the whole thing. Works out right here. I like that tool. What do you want to show us next? Well, right outside, we can look at what the outside of these Let's tanks do it. look like. All right, we'll take a quick time out. We'll come right back. LaSalle, Colorado, and it's Palo Verde. We'll be back in a flash. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms, and I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching The Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Ardent Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Sweet, we were just inside there and you saw kind of the, the inner workings of that tank. Well, here's the reality of what those tanks look like and it is absolutely massive. Uh, 
go ahead and describe. You were going to tell us the story behind this. Well, this tank, we have two different size tanks here. One you can tell is a little shinier. This one uh, was a lot less shiny. Yep, I believe from California. From what yeah, it's an old, uh, an old refurbished one that we just uh, painted white and uh, made it look good. So. It's just for show. Yeah, right. It, I mean, is it? No, no. I mean, it, it, it holds. It, it holds. Okay, I thought you were kind of All right, old Like that's art. No, that's functional. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Wouldn't even know where to begin. How to move that thing from California? Geez. On a big trailer. A big trailer. Big trailer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you said that these are the trucks that are picking it up, huh? No, that's no. a that's a water truck also oh, that's for a the water dairy. Truck. Yes. Yep. Which is a thing I feel like doesn't get talked about enough, but dairies and water in this area, it's just as problematic if not more yeah um yeah water uh, in colorado it's been it's, it's becoming an issue more and more each year and uh you know each of these cows drink 20 gallons every day right and in the summer 30. so um and then we're also using that water to to, to spray off that the rotary and then to cool the milk so yeah so yeah it's uh becoming a problem but uh it's crazy to me because you hear people make comments like oh dairies or feedlots use so much water and it's like uh, on the flip side they want to make sure you know these cows are treated to the best and yeah. mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just funny because that's what the water source is needed for and, and we yeah. reuse some of the water too to uh to flush some of the lanes and stuff so oh that's fantastic yeah. right, right we recycle as much recycle. as we can yeah. almost all the water is recollected uh and yeah. put back out on the fields as fertilization uh as well as the manure from the cows and so it's a constant um, goes into the cow, comes back out, and we put it back out in the fields. And, yeah. 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 And you bought this feedlot, right, as we know from the Strohauer family? Yep. Miller. Or Sorry. Miller. It's on my mom's side. Okay. <laughs> okay. Check, 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 check. Just grab Brunson's microphone. Okay. Um, so where I was going with that is, is you bought this farm. Did it come with any water rights, or is that something you try to secure at all? Uh, yeah, it did. Uh, Mr. Miller was here uh, really early, so uh, he had some of the, the grandfather water rights, and uh, it helped us out a lot. And so. now are those ditch shares, or are those, what, uh, what are those water is, rights? Uh, is that just groundwater ri rights? Right, or? yeah, it's well water. Well water, okay, yep. okay, yep. great, great. That's good. So at least you guys got a little bit right, right. for now. Yes. But yes. as we know, the groundwater yeah. is drying up in northern Colorado. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is tight. such a treat to be out here today and in LaSalle, Colorado right now. Uh, one thing that's really important is we kind of just that peek up the dress, you know. You take a look and see what's going on. And that was one of the things that Amber Strohauer really was able to do on days that we've been able to stay with you is show kind of the misnomers or the misunderstood things when it came to uh, farming and ranching, especially in Well County. Yeah. And being able to see this dairy farm and then to be able to see some of the other places that you've taken us and watch the AI and watch the casterization. It's yeah. Just, uh, uh, the, the husbandry or the work with these animals and the livestock, it, it, it's just that, it's the love for the animals. That's yeah. what it's about. And it's our greatest great resource. No, Thank I really that. appreciate you guys hearing these stories and visiting with us and it means everything. Oh man, it, what a treat to be here today. Thank you guys. Yeah, no, thank you for coming and, and uh, yeah, showing people what we do. Yeah, Benjamin, so. thank you guys so much. Can people learn more about this operation and they can just do some research themselves? How would they do that? Do you have a website? 
Uh, just come and visit. Just come and visit. I like Knock that. On the door. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you all about it. We thank you so much for joining us right now. And so for Justin Brunson and for Brian Freeman and Jay Parker and Amber Schoenhauer and Wybrin and Benjamin, myself, Greg Hollenbach, we're going to kick that rock on down the road. Boom! We'll see you back up there in Greeley, Colorado. The Modern Eater Show continues.